This episode of Half a Star is sponsored by hanging out with your second cousin. Remember hanging out with cousins? Play cousins. They're with you for life. Today, on a very special episode of Half a Star, we have country music sensation Lawrence Maxwell. He's got a new album out called Almost Natural, and I think he's probably got a half-star story tucked away up his pants. I think I think he means sleeve. I know what I said. We also have a half-a-star list of what, Ben? Country music song titles, Justin. Well, we look forward to cracking open that list and seeing what's inside. All of this and more on Half a Star, where bad ideas make great stories. He's Justin. He's Ben. Take it away, Rob. I don't listen because it's a podcast. But if you feel that you must... Here they are then, Ben and Justin. Together they are half of a star. Welcome back, buckaroos. (laughs) That's right, I said buckaroos. Good one. Because this is kind of a country-themed episode. We understand that our podcast probably appeals to cool, edgy punks like us. So we wanted to have a country music star on this show to really reach out to a different demographic. Also, Lawrence Maxwell, he's a cool guy. We want to be able to say we hung out with him at least once. Yeah, he's really a great artist. He's got an old timey sort of feel to his music, sort of a throwback to the the Waylon Jennings or the the Conway Twitties of yore, I suppose Mm -hmm. you could say. You could say. You could say, and you know what, Justin? I think I will say it. You should. Yeah, so I just did. So go rewind it for 10 seconds or something, and you'll hear me say it again. Let's take it back to see what he said. He's really a great artist. He's got an old-timey sort of feel to his music, sort of a throwback to the, the Waylon Jennings or the, the Conway Twitties of yore, I suppose mm-hmm. you could say. He did say it. Well, excellent. Wow, Thank look you at that. that. Now, Justin, uh, in honor of Lawrence Maxwell being here, I thought it would be only appropriate to, uh, to talk about country music and sort of its, um, its reputation on the world stage. And I don't know about you, but I always grew up thinking about country music as having songs with fun titles. Oh, yes. You need a good title so the listener knows if they're going to get a story about a dog, a truck, a dirt road, or driving down a dirt road in your truck with a dog. Exactly. So I have prepared a list of three of what I would consider to be the most half star country music songs in history. Okay. Yeah, they're very good. I'm very proud of this list. Unlike all of the other lists I've ever done on this show. So let's have some fun, shall we? Uh, We know you like fun. I, I do. I love fun. Settle down, dandy boy. All right, we're Junior. gonna start off. We're gonna start off easy with number three, okay? Mm-hmm. So the number three half a star country song title is "All the Guys That Turn Me On Turn Me Down." Whoa, that's a. I like it, right? I kind of like it too. Who is that? 
Uh, that's a great question. They weren't uh, attributed to anybody. They were just sort of, I think what these, I got these off of a, a, of a blog, like mm-hmm. a country music blog. And it was basically just uh, followers of the blog would submit song titles that they've heard played at bars and stuff. So I right. feel like a lot of these are uh, maybe not recorded um, and just are sort of originals from like touring people and stuff. Right on. If you happen to have written all the guys that turned me on, turned me down, uh, get in touch. We'd love to have you on the show. I'll say it here now. If we can find the artist to that song, we will invite them on the show. and do That is it, our promise. Do everything within our power to get them as a, as a guest. It'll be our, be our country music follow-up to Lawrence Maxwell. Yes. Now, for number two, Justin, I want to talk about the two different kinds of country music, as far as I can tell. Okay. Okay. You've got secular country music and you've got sort of Jesus country music. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And this one definitely fits into the latter category. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) I can't even get through this without laughing. Okay. This song title, it's one of those song titles. It's like an emo song. It's got brackets involved. Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the song title is drop kick me jesus brackets through the goalposts of life brackets is this is this not only implying that this tells us that the the singer is a is a christian they want they want jesus christ to lead them through their trials and tribulations of life but are they also implying that jesus is a soccer player i believe he's a football player so like uh he's drop kicking it through the goalposts for a field goal right a drop kick which is an exceedingly rare play in football these days actually you don't get a drop kick very often on a field goal anymore i was gonna say drop kick to me implies something more along the worlds of world wrestling entertainment or something (laughs) so i'm like which is it uh is jesus a wrestler or a footballer in my understanding of the Bible, which admittedly is quite limited, I thought he was neither. So, uh, drop kick me Jesus through the goalposts of life. You got it. Uh, and finally, Justin, I want, I want to make sure that you're sitting comfortably because this is a long title. You always want to make sure I'm sitting comfortably when you have something exciting to say. And I just got to say thank you. Yeah, I, I worry always, about you. I always make sure my posture is aligned and I'm Good. ergonomically correct. All right. Are you ready for this? Stay I with am, me. Yes. It gets convoluted. Okay? Where am I going to go? Okay. I went back to my fourth wife for the third time and gave her a second chance to make a first class fool out of me. Wow. Like that's like a full on Homeric odyssey right there. How many brackets were in that title? None. Not enough. That's, nope, no, yeah. no commas, no brackets. Just a straight up sentence. <laughs> that's like, oh, I love that so much. Also like, I'm with you. Like as soon as I understood the numbers were descending, I'm like, I gotta know where this is going. <laughs> where is this story taking us? Also your fourth wife? Wow. Yep. Each one improving upon the last, I hope. That's a learning curve. We can only hope. You would hate to peak too early. Goodness me. 
Speaking of not peaking too early, we have a country superstar on the rise. So yeah. why don't we throw it over to him, Justin? We have Lawrence Maxwell here with us today. Ooh, yeah. country music. All right. How, now, I've listened to his album a couple of times. You've heard it too, haven't you? I have. I love it. Excellent. And this was an artist that uh, uh, I only recently uh, came across in the, in the wild, wild web. And uh, I was so flummoxed by where I, I hadn't heard of his work before. I looked him up. And so I did what any millennial would do. I, I looked him up on Facebook. Uh, we got Laura, Lawrence Maxwell, and he's actually, that's a stage name. His real name, according to Facebook, is Max Cougahan. And according to his Facebook page in the About section, I want to know a little bit more about him. His employment, musician at Lawrence Maxwell. Oh. His work in education, college. No schools to show. Ooh. High school. No schools to show. <laughs> places lived. No places to show. Contact and basic info. No contact or basic info to show. Gender male. Lawrence Maxwell has cut his teeth on beer caps, rough waters, and country music. An ECMA showcase artist and 2019 Music PEI award winner, this Prince Edward Island singer-songwriter captures the pain and triumph of everyday life and relates it to the spiritual experience. With airplay on Sirius XM Radio, his award-winning debut album, Not Your Outlaw, garnered industry recognition with its stories of the sea, love, loss, and spirituality. In true hippie country fashion, Lawrence Maxwell will tell it like it's folk and sing it like it's country. Lawrence's sophomore album, Almost Natural, is available now on all platforms. Welcome to the show. Oh my god. Good day. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm amazed you exist. This is, uh, this is great to have you. International man of mystery, Lawrence Maxwell. Uh, thank you for joining us. You holding up okay? I'm holding up okay. I'll, I'll let you know. So Lawrence Maxwell, I'll tell you just the story behind that. It's, it's not much of a story, but um, I use that name when I perform because people such as yourself, absolutely butcher my last name, which is <laughs> Are you telling me it's not Kahugahan? Well, that's, I, that's actually, I'm surprised because that's the first I've ever heard of that one. And I, I normally say I've heard it all, but that was the first. I, um, I assumed it was a Hawaiian name based on your Hawaiian shirt. I thought it was a yeah. Hawaiian name. Well, yeah, yes, for, uh, <laughs> for our listeners out there, Max is currently living his best Charlottetown summer life. Uh, he's got the Hawaiian shirt on. He just mowed the grass. It's great. Oh, yeah. I just ate some fresh PEI strawberries. Oh, baby. Um, there we product go. placement. <laughs> <laughs> this episode Wait. is sponsored by strawberries. <laughs> yeah, the best. Nice. Um, but no, Lawrence Maxwell. So my full name is Lawrence Maxwell Harry Keown. And oh. that's, yeah. So that's, I decided to go with Lawrence Maxwell with no other reason than I just thought it sounded classy and it was already there. So. That's it all. is very classy. It's yeah. a it's a good good stage name, and it's not just a stage name. It's technically your real name. So. Technically, it's half of it. Yeah. Well, what's a real name anyway? Would a, a rose by any other name smell as something? Right, Ben. <laughs> ben, would you care to 
as as a as a as a very big fan of Shakespeare, I can say firmly, I don't know. Now Lawrence Maxwell is a musician. Just released an album, "Almost Natural" by uh, by Lawrence Maxwell. Tell us uh, what inspired and what influenced this uh, this latest project of yours. Well, I think the main thing that inspired uh, the work is just because of of how good it felt to do the first one. Mm. The first one uh, I released back in 2018, and it just gave me, you know, the goal, having a goal of completing something like that mm -hmm. was just, it was just really beneficial for, for me and my life and to, to organize my life around it became um, just really good for me. And, and I think the writing kind of came naturally. Um, the name Almost Natural, we were actually recording one of the songs in the studio and uh, the producer, Adam, he, he said to, uh, to Josh, who was playing guitar, he played like a little lick and we had all these pedals and effects going, just having fun and messing around. And uh, he just looks over at him. He says, yeah, that sounds almost natural. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, that's cool. And then it just stuck. And that's, that's what it's good. It, cool. uh, it also, uh, it feels like it's playing a low key homage to Buck Owens with uh, Act Naturally. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's interesting. Um, Oftentimes when uh, I picture or have an idea of uh, a country musician, uh, what they, where they might be in their life, often I think of uh, to, to the old school classics of Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, Waylon Jennings, just old white men. Um, <laughs> but, but really, just, uh, it, it says something about a certain status of age and, uh, and maturity. You, as a, as a young man, have, uh, have tapped into this very, very mature sound. And uh, I wonder, was uh, your interest in country music something that stemmed early in life? Or was it, uh, uh, did it catch you by surprise? It was definitely early in life. It yeah. was what, yeah, my, my family um, kind of grew up in rural parts of the island and country music was a big part of their life. So of course, growing up with my grandmother and, and, uh, and my father and, and mother, um, like George Jones and mm. Johnny Cash, like those, those old influences were, were pretty prevalent. And I think you see a lot of young country artists today. And, and I, to be honest, I don't really listen to country radio. I, I like about 5% of the stuff on there. 95% yeah. of the stuff I don't really care to, to listen to. Um, but the way I see it, for me, I, I just kind of decided this is something I want to do for the long haul. And I'm not trying to just to, to put all my eggs in, in one type of sound right now. I'm still mm -hmm. very much exploring all the, all the old sounds and, and figuring out what I want to do. It's beautiful. It's um, I, and I ask if uh, where country music began for you, because um, uh, my myself, who also grew up in a very rural part of Prince Edward Island, uh, that's uh, that was the sound that uh, I was kind of raised on. But um, I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to embrace that during most of my childhood, teen years, college years. I was more, no, I'm gonna go for rock, experimental, sound wave stuff. But upon moving away, maybe Ben might be able to, to speak to this too, um, uh, I find myself being drawn back more to those uh, classic sounds that, uh, that I grew up with. And I think there's a certain comfort to it. Yeah, I mean, for me too, I think um, there was always a stigma attached to country music because like mm -hmm. I used to turn on the TV to Channel 14 and see like country music television and it's all about like 
you know, trucks and blue jeans and the red, white, and blue flag and all yeah. that stuff. And I just couldn't really find a place for myself in it. But then like listening to my grandfather's old records of like Conway Twitty and like, like all of those people that we mentioned already, it was like, it really is about storytelling. Yeah. Right. And so once I, <clears throat> once I was able to finally like get over myself and like, yeah, listen to the music and like the stories and the words they were saying, I really, uh, I really got a lot out of it. And I, I, I mourn that part of my life that I wasn't allowing that in. There's a, uh, a radio correspondent on uh, the Alberta program, CKUA, uh, Megan Wilcox, who has a, a segment called, uh, I think it's Medicine and Music, uh, where she spoke about a lot of uh, young men who came up uh, drawn to rock sounds or punk sounds later in life. And th she does mean men specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, these, uh, these young men who grew up with this kind of sound found themselves later in life being drawn back to country music uh, mm -hmm. because it has a, a very uh, unpretentious and honest sound, just cuts away a lot of any uh, uh, airs of pretension, just gets straight to the heart of the matter. And I think that's, uh, that's something we both found in, uh, in your work. So how has mm -hmm. it been received for you, um, uh, Lawrence Maxwell? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely can relate to that phase. Like growing up, I, I had that rebellious phase and I was, and I mean, I still love Led Zeppelin. I still oh, love yeah. uh, these classic rock bands like Queen and, and all these things that I got into in like junior high and high school. Um, and kind of turned away from country and, and getting into hip hop and, and just uh, kind of listening to everything I could listen to that was interesting or, or timely. And then, yeah, like you said, once you, once you grow up, uh, you start to start to hear some of the simplicity and the, the beauty that's in the simplicity of, of the old country music. Like you listen to the highway men. Right. Mm -hmm. And that song, uh, you know, I was a highway man. Like that song is basically about reincarnation. It's about coming back to life as something else. And just those themes where they say something so big, but it's put so simply, that's what kind of attracted me back going through, you know, certain things as a young adult that, that we all go through, I'm sure, like figuring out what the hell you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> mostly. yeah. And, uh, and just bringing it back to that, that simplicity that we, you know, we, we get so far away from, we make it too complicated, I think. Big themes tackled by Lawrence Maxwell, <laughs> still in the, in the prime of his youth, and he's still taking on the eternal questions of the universe with country music. It's an you excellent it. album, Almost Natural. Please, listeners, be sure to check it out. We'll uh, definitely put up a link on social media where you can find it and support this, uh, this very talented artist. Now. 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 The business end of the interview. <laughs> Max, we've invited you on this podcast. The podcast name is Half a Star. Uh, if, in case you weren't aware, the title refers to the second half of the interview where we get you to run down a half star story. So if this, uh, if this story was to be reviewed by a critic, they would rate it half a star. Um, mm -hmm. and we call ben, it a celebration of stupidity. And Justin has, a, has something to add to this. Indeed. Ben, we actually have a request from one of our, uh, our biggest fans. He's listened to every episode thus far. He's always talking, talking it up on the, the streets of Charlottetown. Uh, Joel Fitzpatrick, our top, one of our top fans, he actually called in and said, you need to get Lawrence Maxwell on the show. And if you get him on... He's got a story and it involves something with 
a ramp or a wheelchair ramp at a convenience store. He didn't go into much detail. He took off running after, uh, <laughs> after he told, uh, told us the suggestion. Uh, but we're wondering, what, what does this story mean? We're not big on gotcha journalism around here. This is about as close <laughs> as we get. But, we, really, uh, <laughs> we really just want to honor our number one fan, Joel Fitzpatrick, of Receiver, Joel. of Receiver Coffee at Victoria Row in Charlottetown. Not a sponsor, but we are open to it. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Joel. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a while since he heard that story. I'm surprised that he remembers it, but it obviously stuck with him. So hopefully... Uh, Hopefully, yeah, I can share it with your listeners and, and maybe it'll, it'll do the same for them. Um, so let's see. I was living across from a convenience store back in high school. I was living with my dad and my sister at the time. Uh, I was 15 years old and my dad was cooking supper one night. He was making ham and scalloped potatoes. Good. Classic. Proper, classic. proper thing. Pretty <laughs> classic, right? But uh, the problem was we, we didn't have any milk in the house. But the good thing about a convenience store across the street is it's extra convenient that you can just run across and grab a, a jug of milk. So that's, that's my intention, I guess, as I leave the house. I, I say, sure, Dad, I'll, I'll get the milk for the, for the supper tonight. Um, now, it's the middle of winter. It's, it's uh, January, so it's cold. It's not freezing cold, but there's a light snowfall, so it's, it's cold enough, and there's some freshly fallen snow on the ground. Um, I d I'm wearing my pajamas. It's like, you know, I get home from school, just put on the Pink Floyd pajamas and a hoodie and dart off across the street. Yeah, it's like the classic PEI going out outfit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going out in January. Oh, yeah. Boy. yeah. Well, it's dark at five o'clock, so it's like, yeah. even if I see anybody, exactly. it's not going to be a big deal. Um, Fashion so by Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly where I got the pajamas. Good. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, so it's right across the street. So I'm just, just jogging across the street because, um, you know, just trying to keep a little bit warm. Like I, I don't want to saunter over there. So I got a bit of a jog going on. Um, and as I get over there, there's the bright fluorescent light shining outside of, of the convenience store. And, and there's three people standing on the step and they're all smoking cigarettes. Um, so I figured I'd give them some space and I'd go up the wheelchair ramp uh, beside them. And uh, I, I get about three quarters up the way of the ramp and I slip on a, a patch of ice that's, that's hidden underneath the snow. And I fall straight on my back. And uh, now this was, this was the make or break moment because I knew in this, in this moment I had two options. The first option, I could get up and just not engage with these people and just go in the store about my business. Um, but the second option I gave myself was to pretend that I was hurt. Huh. <laughs> and I was not hurt, <laughs> but I went with that option and I stayed down and, uh, and I heard, uh, one of the, one of the girls scream out, Oh my God. And then they all start laughing, <laughs> they're all laughing at me. And this was like a few seconds after I'd fallen. So they'd seen it. And then she says, Oh my God. And everyone's laughing. And, um, in my head, I'm like still down. I'm like, why would you laugh at someone who's allegedly hurt? You know, it's like, <laughs> what, what kind of sick person, you know, laughs at someone in pain like this? So I, I look up and then I, I start to, uh, to make my way up to dust myself off. And uh, that's when I notice that my penis is outside of my pajamas <laughs> in the front flap of the, the Pink Floyd, a little hook to the left, completely flaccid in the middle of January. 
and I stayed down pretending I was hurt. So they got an extra long look at it. <laughs> and it's not my best showing because it's so cold outside, right? So, <laughs> so what's worse is I, uh, I, I, I notice and I, I get up and I run down the ramp and I slip again at the bottom of the <laughs> ramp. This time I actually hurt myself. <laughs> it's instant karma. And uh, I just, I get right up. I don't even care that I'm hurt. I run around the block. They can see my house from the, from the steps. So I run around the block and I go in through the back door of my house. And uh, my dad's just standing there. And I go up the stairs. I'm huffing and I'm puffing. And I'm just like, uh, he's like, what? <laughs> I'm just like, all I could say to him in the moment was, didn't get the milk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I think he sent my sister over there and he didn't ask for an explanation, but I told him a couple years later, I was too wow. embarrassed to tell him. I got to say that fully flaccid in the middle of January is a great country song title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lots to draw from there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Listeners, uh, you you might have heard Ben's uh, whinny of a laugh. Uh, my laugh was more silent because, and I do not exaggerate, the back of my head flew off. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think for me, with these half star stories, the big thing that gets me all the time is expectations because mm -hmm. our, our our guests will take us down one journey, one alleyway, and then in an instant they will take a, a, a left turn that I did not even know was there. At no <laughs> point, at no point did I expect to hear the word, and my penis came out <laughs> at any point in the story. Like, I gotta say, like a lot of these stories we hear are like a slow burn of suspense and tension before the complete and utter like climactic catharsis of the half star moment. This was like a full on, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say zero to 100. I'll say zero to like 10,000 for me it was just uh, like we're going along everything's fine okay he's like pretending he's hurt and then boom a brick wall and i was just not ready for it whoa wow that's yeah well that's a campfire story thank you thank you max and also thank you joel fitzpatrick our one of our uh, number one fans for uh, calling in and suggesting uh, this story wow that's a ooh, that'll that'll go down in history i think uh so it's yeah it's, yeah. it's one of the stories that I'm asked to ask to repeat. If there's friends who have heard it and there's new people oh, in the yeah. circle, it's one that they always want me to say. So <laughs> oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's one of my most, I, people say, what's your most embarrassing moment? And I think a lot of embarrassment sometimes comes from shameful things that you do. This was just, just happened to me and it kind of right. became embarrassed. So this is kind of what I share when I'm asked that question. <laughs> Good. It's good to have a, a story like that in your back pocket. So if this whole country music thing doesn't pan out for you, you've got a career in comedy. Uh, <laughs> good, good on you. Now, listeners, Lawrence Maxwell very much does have a career in country music. And he graciously offered to share a song from his latest album. Uh, what do you got for us, uh, Lawrence Maxwell, sir? Well, I was thinking uh, since it's a comedy podcast, I'd... I'd recommend my song Fruit Flies, which takes a few twists and turns. It's almost a little story in itself. Nice. That's half a star, probably. <laughs> Great. Let's turn it up. Crank it, listeners. He's quick to lift the lid on a whistling tea kettle, but the toilet seat's another thing. Her mother said she settled for a man who's unsophisticated, always under motivated, broken, overcome.
compensating Overweight and antiquated She listens to the songs of Johnny Cash On Sunday morning He cooks eggs and makes another promise For new bathroom flooring She rolls her eyes, he tells her Baby, even when you're mad at me I see you smiling back at me Your lips defy gravity Wages war on the fruit flies every 4th of July She's too tired to cry And the porch light keeps on flickering They just keep on bickering Distracting from the life they never lived Now it's I told you so's and look at what you did He drives to work most every Monday In his 06 beat up Hyundai She just sits at home with the lights and TV on Now it's commercial breaks from medication Showcase showdown dream vacation Getting old for having children Drywall holes not getting filled in It's when you're all alone That the mind and heart will wander She sends a final SOS and takes a first responder She tells him use the driveway Cause the neighbors won't say nothing There's something to be said about minding your own damn business Alright He wages war on the fruit flies Every 4th of July She's too tired to cry And the porch light keeps on flickering They just keep on biggering Distracting from the life they never lived I've told you so, so look at what you did Now at this part of our story, the husband returns home And in classic country cheating song fashion, catches the two of them in the act Now it's fair to say that under normal circumstances you'd think our main character would be irate Hell, that's what I think too But this ain't no ordinary story, friend, you see He's actually taking it well Closes his eyes, takes a deep breath. He thinks back to something his daddy told him when he was just a boy. Son, if you can't beat him, join him. He wages war on the fruit flies every 4th of July. She's too tired to cry. Now he's taking turns with both of them. Love just keeps on opening. Thank you, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This Monday afternoon sure turned out nice. Then he reaches underneath the bed, pulls out a revolver, and shoots them both dead. The end. I've got a question about the album art. Mm-hmm. What is it? What? <laughs> <laughs> what's a? Uh, I love it, but what's uh? What inspired the artwork to uh to almost natural? Well, I was sitting on the beach in Cape Breton. We were, we were there for a camping trip with some friends last summer. And it was kind of when the, the idea to do another album was, was happening and I had started recording. And my friend Aiden Searle, who did the design for my last album too, he's just a really talented guy. Um, we, were, we were hashing out some ideas back and forth and we had this first idea where we're gonna have like flowers and then the tracks we're going to be like a science textbook where they ledgered over to the song name, oh, like, yeah, like cool. a science textbook. And, and that was a pretty good idea that we were thinking at the time. And then we just noticed everyone this year was putting out flowers. So hmm. <laughs> I was just like, we need to, we need to dig a little deeper here. And, uh, and with the name almost natural, I just, I just uh, wanted to go with the space theme. And I said, Aiden, can you just make me into like an astronaut? And like, the first single that we released, Whiskey Songs, um, 
had a theme where it was an astronaut in a bar in space and he was going to play a gig. Cool. Uh, so like that design, he was like in space with a guitar case. There's like, he's kind of like going back and forth wobbling. There's like cigarette smoke and like a, a, a whiskey bottle just kind of floating around. So that's the theme that we went with. And we kind of created this whole uh, space town, this like small town space uh, country place where like this astronaut went and played country music and, and that's kind of where it came. I love that. Awesome. That's, Actually, uh, Lawrence, just before we let you go, uh, I do have a question. Uh, Justin and I are in the middle of a bit of a campaign. We're trying to uh, find a particular country artist, and we were hoping that you may know who this is. Please say So yes. if you know who um, all who, if you know who wrote all the guys that turned me on, turned me down, we are looking to interview them for the podcast. So do you know who that is? Follow-up question. If yes, would you please sing it together on the show? We'd love a oh, duet. Oh, that'd be lovely. We'd love a duet. Yeah. I don't think we've had a duet on the show yet, actually. That'd be nice. I do think that he's hung up. Oh, so we don't even get a solo. You know what, Lawrence Maxwell? Fuck you. <laughs> uh, the views of Justin Shaw do not necessarily reflect the views of this podcast or its co-host. Thanks. Frig, you hung up on us. We were so happy. This is why we don't have country music on this show. And that's just about it for another episode of Half a Star, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, he's been Justin. He's Ben. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Don't go to the park. And remember, Black Lives Matter. 